everyone, and welcome to the Peasant Lounge. I am Rundown015, and here with me, as always, is Pretensis. Good afternoon, everybody. All right. Um, today, we're talking about farming upgrade events and the campaign nodes, particularly in um, regards to upgrading your gear for characters, as well as um, we'll be touching on raids. Um, Pretensis, why don't you go ahead and tell us about how you go about dealing with the upgrade events. So upgrade events are actually pretty straightforward for me. Um, I will go into the character itself that I'm looking to gear and check at least one or two of its gear pieces to see if I not only have all the materials for it or if I'm missing any to specifically go where that material is at on either the campaign node or its gear event. So if it's a level three piece of blue, I'll make sure I hit that question mark on there, that magnifying glass, go to that specific campaign character, like, I don't even know how to describe it, the, the window where it shows you where everything's at. <laughs> uh, make sure in there, I'll go through and I'll check the ones that have either the highest drop rates for campaign, or if it's guaranteed for gear events. And the guaranteed mark, I know both of us are really going to hit on that today, because uh, that is something that when we look at that, we want to make sure that we're maximizing what we spend as well as what we get in return. Right. And um, yeah, so like for the longest time when I was dealing with campaign events, when I wasn't heavily concentrating, and, and if you're, and this is a good thing to do potentially if you're not necessarily concentrating on gearing up specific tunes at the time and you're just stockpiling gear. Um, so if you're just stockpiling gear, what I will do, so like today's event as we're talking is the Mystic Archive um, event. So it's all blue energy. Um, I will hit the top three nodes. So I'll hit one, three, and five. Um, just to stockpile um, um, gear. If it's not a character, because I tend to focus on a character that I'm going to bring up and then focus on that character and try to bring up my roster as evenly as possible that way. Um, so I'll, um, if I'm not worried about that at the moment, uh, that particular, you know, gear color or whatever, I'll just stockpile, which I'll hit the top three nodes because um, it may cost a little bit more, either through Essence or through Speed Force or whatnot. Um, but um, you get the biggest bang for your buck out of the levels of gear um you're not like this the the second and third nodes give you a little bit more variety of gear but they don't give you as much um so what i tend to do is you know hit those ones if i'm not farming for a particular character but if i am farming gear for a particular character and i'm gearing them up i do exactly what you just said i will go to the character itself click on the magnifying on the magnifying glass on the gear either hit the upgrade event um, that will give me the biggest bang for my buck for gear, or I'll hit the campaign depending on where I am at for um, energy and or gems or whatnot. Um, because because of the offer wall, I, I more often than not will go for the biggest bang, which will be spending a little bit of gems here and there. Um, not necessarily advisable, but <laughs> um, that's what I tend to do. Yeah, I only use uh, node 2 and node 4, like you were saying, the multi-drop ones, if I'm already good on gear, and I just kind of want to stockpile for the next guy. 
Right, and if you only need a couple anyway, that might be a good one to hit because it costs a little bit less on S on green essence. Agreed, but it's one that I really don't want to spend like all my night focusing on because of the fact that there's going to be some pieces it drops off. Nothing is guaranteed from that one. Right, right. Yeah, and, and the thing is you want to either hit the nodes that go for high or guaranteed. If it's guaranteed, you definitely want to hit that one because you're guaranteed to get what you're looking for. And the best part about higher guaranteed is if you're either leveling through your account or you're trying to farm, say, bosses in raid, you can also get gear bops, or sorry, gear drops, I should say, not bops. <laughs> it's been one of those days, right? Right on. <laughs> uh, you can get those from the Chapter 8 campaign. Yep, yep. And we'll be touching on that as well. Um, I don't think this one's going to be nearly as long as our uh, our character uh, farming um, podcast based on that. Um, but yeah, um, it, it's the it's the it's how I feel the most efficient way of gearing your characters are, um, especially if that's what you're looking to do. If you're looking to gear your characters and um, going through the to the particular specific character that you're looking to gear, clicking on that magnifying glass and just going to the exact node that you need to get um, will help you gear your character faster. It'll um it'll help you um and you'll find that your character is working way better than you know than it was before um and because the gear the rings and the leveling is nice for the characters but the gear is really what makes them um at their most powerful um just raw power wise it increases all their stats except for speed because speed doesn't get increased by anything <laughs> the only thing i really wish that they did was they put blue rings on one of those campaign nodes oh my god would they please i i Blue rings, dude. <laughs> know that mid game and late mid game towards end would just be like, I love you so much if you did this. And actually, since we're talking about um, the upgrade events, uh, essential powers and fearsome powers are the ring, um, the ring farming upgrade events. What is your normal um, tactic for um, obviously farming blue gems because blue rings? Because that's what we're talking about. Green rings are easy to get, and I I have found that red I've an overabundance of red rings, and white and black don't come into play until much later. Is it? It is two if I'm farming straight blue. Yep. Um, and is it? I want to say it's four. The blue and red the, one. The last note is the blue and the red one. Yep. Yeah, the last note, the blue and the red. Yep. If because I'm at the point where red is actually becoming scarce for me. Oh, okay, okay. Which is weird because I never thought I would be there. Because much like you, I was like, oh, I've got an abundance of this, and then it was like, oh god, they're gone. Yeah, I've nearly. I I, I am uh, about sixty away from having a thousand red rings. <laughs> it's those two, either one for me, depending on which character I'm going for. If it's one that's already been ringed to a certain point, and I'm just finishing them off and getting them like 60, 62, or whatever, it'll be the blue and red one. Yeah. If it's a newer character that I'm taking up from scratch, just to make sure that my green don't fall below a certain point, it'll be that second one with green and blue. Yeah, I, I feel like um, I'm in agreement with you. I tend to do that as well. Um, when I feel that I'm in a comfortable spot for green rings, I will just farm the last node for those ones. Um, but 
I agree with you. If I'm more, if I'm getting to a point where I'm not comfortable where my green rings are getting, I will go to that second node and farm for both. So yeah, I and, definitely agree with you on that. And a little hint: some of the characters I don't have fully ringed because one of their moves does absolutely nothing for their move set for me. Well, right, yeah, that's the thing. Keep a keep a look, a lookout on what level ring, um, what that ring will give you level wise. Because if it's not a major, um, I mean, obviously, ring your characters. You want to get them ringed up as fast as you can. You want to try to have them ringed up to as most powerful as you can, um, because you'll get the most bang for your buck out of the powers. But if if you're at an in between level and you can power a something, another power something good like. Um, more turn meter or another strength up or intelligence up, I would go for that power over the one that's just going to give me a little bit of a damage bump. Like, say, Hawk Girl. For Hawk Girl, for instance, yep. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> power to the ninth or power to the ninth power? Yep. It, it's five of nine for me. Yep. Her Thangarian strike, her charge blow, her heavy strikes, all almost max for her. Because I can, you know, okay, so she's not going to get a little bit more of her debuff chance, whatever, but does that actually affect what she needs to do for me, which is her stuns? No. So I can kind of hold that off and get that later, because I don't need that as a pressing thing for me. Right. And that's one of those things where you you have to make that judgment call. Like, you can listen to us on that one, but really that's just your play style coming in. Yep. Most definitely. And that's the cool part about it. Even in builds, like everything is standard. We've got the same character with the same gear and the same boobs, but we can take different abilities to different levels depending on what we need them to do. Or if we have a character in the background that can do that for us that we don't have to worry about taking, you know, this character to do the specific job. This one does all of that for us. Right. Like, for instance, like, um, we know a lot of people tend to like the do as much damage as possible as fast as possible. A lot of people like that. And that's a that's a perfectly valid way to play the game. But for instance, like pretense is you tend to favor the stun teams, from what I understand, correct? Because your your hot girl is bay to you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> for um, me. That, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, but that's just one of those things where I kind of fell into a all right, so you bring your healers who need buffs to get healed under legs, and I'll bring the stun team that just stops them from moving, and now your legs really doesn't do anything. And the fight will take longer, but you're going to beat them because they're stunned the entire time. <laughs> Great. And the other funny part is I always love it when I go against a team with like an 8K-powered Arcus, and he's just stunned the entire fight. And it's like, oh, so he hits really hard, but it doesn't matter if he doesn't take a turn. Like, he's going to have neurological problems later in life because of the way you beat him up. We'll see him on Twitch twitching later. <laughs> but, um, no, and, but, and for me, I tend, to, I tend to favor the tanks, and especially the turn zero tanks, and um, the support characters. I love a character that can support a tank and keep them standing. Um, like Miss Miss Martian to me, like Miss Martian to me is like Hawk Girl to you. Like, I can't say how enough how good Miss Martian is in this game for my, for me now. Um, and I used to be like, don't get me wrong, I will always and forever be a Saint Walker guy in this game. I've uh, as soon as Saint Walker was introduced to this game, I was over the moon. 
and he's still probably in my opinion one of the best leaders in the game um especially a blue leader in my opinion um but miss martian can do a little bit of everything um she she gives strength and intelligence up so if you've got um tanks that roll you know anyone with special damage is getting a boost anyone with strength damage is getting a boost and most tanks run off strength damage so they're getting boosted um she purges debuffs so your stun squad um comes at someone uh, me with a fight like a, a team that i might have built but let's say i have saint walker and miss martian in i'm getting rid of those debuffs so they can actually move <laughs> um and then on top of that, she can do her own damage. So, I mean, like, I love supporting tanks. You like stun squads. And then I know a great bulk of the game, just, like, slap as hard as you can, as fast as you can. Well, and what's funny about slap as hard as you can, as fast as you can, when we talk about farming, we've, we've got to bring up red alerts, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So when we talk about red alert teams, like, my red alert team is support suit legs. Yep. Mary, Shazam, Marvel, whichever one you want to call her at the end. I will always call her Mary Marvel. <laughs> Careful now. WB. <laughs> Actually, uh, not even WB. It's Marvel. <laughs> and you've got those two. Don't anger the mouse. A funny background to that. You've also got Star Sapphire and Miss yep. Martian on that team. Yep. Because Mary goes before everybody because of her speed. Start with her three, everybody's boost with speed ups, and so yep. that team can't be touched even in red alerts. Right. And for me, my red alert squad tends to be in as much as I like tanks, um, I found that tank um because I have to use abilities to keep the tanking going and keep the taunt going. Um and because that doesn't necessarily carry over cooldown in the next fight, I'm not necessarily concentrating on taunting all the time in red alerts. Um, I want to use basic attack as much as possible in red alerts and save the cooldown powers. Um, so what I tend to do is um, I'll take characters that can get buffs just by doing their basics and um, <laughs> and um, I'll, I will use Survival Suit Lex. Um, I like using Flash with Survival Suit Lex for obvious reasons. Um, and I'll use Arcus because of the strength ups and uh, Miss Martian. Again, every time they make a move, they're getting buffs. They're keeping the healing going. Miss um, Martian is probably the only one I will use her full rotation the entire the entire red alerts because you use her second, then you use her third, which is which brings down the cooldown of her second. So, um, so like for me, it's conserving the big powers for like the teams that are giving me, I know are going to give me the most problems in red alerts and then finding the squads that have the same affinity. Like I love hunting down red affinity tunes with that squad. If I find um, like three, three to four um, are reds, I will take my, that squad in and just erase that squad, get it off my uh, red alerts and then try to find another one that I can easily defeat. And obviously I'll flip around as I need to, especially when I start losing a tune here and there because it still happens. Um, but you, that's just adjusting on the fly. Well, that brings up a good point, too. <coughs> if you get a team to do everything, you don't need to switch out unless something major happens with RNG, which Lord knows happens all the time. Especially to us. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same point, you're Only not... Only when I'm like, streaming, though. Oh, God. 
<laughs> RNG just loves it. Like, there's been random days where your 25 pointer somebody you really want to go after and every team is just overpowered and good luck going through the 12 and figuring out which of the 12 you can actually get into right everybody 5k power but you're just like okay thanks wb <laughs> but that's why for me like now um when i stream dc legends um i will try to make sure i do the red alerts all once just to make sure i get all the all the rewards in that red alert and then I'll reset before I stream because I still, I like to stream my red alerts. I know some people, most people don't like doing that, but I like to. And um, and that way I can actually, you know, uh, show some, you know, red alert content um, and not necessarily lose out on getting the rewards that I desire. <laughs> um, but uh, actually, you know, it's funny. Um, I told you about this over the weekend. Um, Power Girl was the 25 pointer, I think, was it Saturday? Was it gear day or Saturday? I'm trying to remember. Well, either way, over the weekend, she was the 25-pointer. I reset my red alerts three times because I was that close to getting her to um, L3. <laughs> this is how you know you're a streamer because every day blends together. That was yesterday. <laughs> that was yesterday. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. This 2020, man, it's still like... Oh, God. It's still March in my in my mind. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so like I reset that three times because I was that close to getting uh, uh, Power Girl to L three, and I was like, you know what? That's Gems World spent, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <laughs> um, did you have anything else to add on as far as the red alerts go? Or no, because I think that covers everything. Just like pretty much make sure you have a team that can complete them, and if you need help. With <laughs> you know where we are at to ask questions about that absolutely absolutely sorry about the coughing guys i've been a little congested over the last week so i'll try to mute my mic but i don't always make it no, it happened made it that time right. <laughs> <laughs> um so that brings us to uh the campaign um farming materials out of the campaign so um the campaign um you can do it a couple of different ways. Um, if you're looking to farm strictly green rings, um, I tend to go to the last note of chapter one and just farm the heck out of that. Um, yeah, it's got red level one materials and red um, and level one XP mats, but if you're just looking to farm rings, that's the way to go. It costs the least amount of energy. And this is normal campaign, by the way. This is not heroic. Um, because the heroics you can only do three times before having to reset it with gems, but you can do the normal mode all day, every day. Um, and if you're willing to spend the energy on it, you know, you just go in it and you just, you just farm green rings all day. Now, what's funny with that is during raids, mm -hmm. best advice ever. Yep. If you're, looking to, if you're looking to spawn the maximum amount of bosses, that's the way to go. The last note of chapter one, and that way you're also farming rings. Now, I'm going to propose something to you on the ring farm for days when you're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Chapter six, last note. Chapter six, last note. I'm in the game right now, so I'm just going right to it. So chapter six, last note has a medium drop rate on it, mm -hmm. which is a little bit higher than the end of chapter one. Okay. And it's only two more energy okay all right i see what you're saying 
So you, you, you're actually it's three more energy because chapter one's five, this one's eight. Yeah, so three more energy. Right? Yeah, so three more energy. So yeah, okay, all right, yeah. If the in increases a little bit more on that, I would probably do that. That makes a little bit more sense. But if but you're farming bosses, chapter one, last node. I had just remembered that when you said that because I yeah. knew about it earlier. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I farmed chapter one. And I was like, oh, wait a second. If I'm strictly going green rings, there is that one. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I didn't even think of that one. That's good to know. Um, see, I don't know everything. <laughs> I, I wish I knew half of what I think I knew. Right? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, however, um, on the flip side, um, if it gets to a point where your green essence is getting low um, and you want to strictly farm green essence, chapter eight, any node in chapter eight, really. But if you're also looking to farm green essence and rings, chapter eight, last node. Because you'll get rings and you'll get um, the maximum amount of essence for the least amount of energy. And if you're doing this through raids and you're trying to get the specific pieces of gear on top of that and on top of, I know with me being only like account level 75 or something like that, I'm constantly trying to get the account to 80. Yep. So that actually becomes a node that I farm even if I don't need the gear or the rings. I just need mm -hmm. green essence and the fact that well i'm trying to get bosses and i'm trying to level and i'm trying to do all of this at one time that's going to be the one i focus on right and i know um when it comes to raids in particular everyone wants to get top 500 i get it that's where all the cool stuff like that's the, the coolest prizes of the raid is top 500 and lower however i have and i think pretentious me and you have the similar mindset on this raids for me is not about the cash and prizes um, <laughs> um, the quote-unquote cash and prizes because it's not real cash involved, obviously, as far as prizes go. Um, for me, it's about the milestones. It's about farming the milestones and getting resources. Getting the resources that those milestones offer is fantastic. Um, it's a great way to level characters during raids, um, a great way to gear them during raids. Um, so for me, raids are all about the milestones, and I think me and you are in the same boat as far as that goes. The last few months was pretty much luck getting the skin. Yep. At yep. least for me. Um, I don't advise anybody in the position of not being able to MVP bosses on day and 3-4 push for the skin like I did. Yep. And even with pushing for the skin, it was like, well, hell, if I don't get it, I mean, I've at least hit like milestone 50-something. Right, I had the highest milestone I, I could do. Say that again, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, I did everything I wanted to by getting that high on the milestones. Like, those rewards were well worth busting ass for three days on, or four days right. on. Right, and, and me and Pretensis uh, tend to buy the raid packs, so that way we can farm the milestones. I'm not saying you have to buy all the raid packs. I'm not, I'm not saying you should buy all the raid packs. Obviously, do what's comfortable for you, but for me... In my opinion, if you are a mid-game um, and lower player, milestones are where it's at. The first two days of raids, you go ballistic. Get as many bosses as you can. Farm as many milestones as you can. Hit them. If you can't defeat them, make sure you MVP them and then share them. Um, because you get the maximum amount of points that way, especially if you get the higher-end bosses. Um, 
And um, if you can MVP them, all the better because you get the maximum amount of points, and then um, you're you're climbing the milestones. Now I'm I'm heading I'm at the tail end of mid game. Um, some would even say I'm at the beginning of end game. Um, I won't consider myself an end game player until I can complete all the milestones. <laughs> I'm getting close. Um, I hit milestone 68 last raid, but I think that's also because um, this this last raid seemed to be a a little bit less in the pushing department. People didn't push as hard, I don't think. Um, but um, <clears throat> MVPing the bosses are where it's at, um, and getting them, getting the gear, getting the milestones, getting the resources, getting the green essence, getting um, the shards as rewards um, that are in the, the milestones. That's where it's at. Um, and then when you when you're find yourself easily MVPing the higher end bosses on the first two days, the next raid you might want to consider not pushing until the third day. But we're a mid game to beginner podcast. The first two days of raid is where you do the most work for alliance bosses and for solo bosses because you can MVP them. You can build up your raid your raid energy on both sides, whether it's alliance bosses or siege bo- or solo bosses, and you can do some serious work on the first two days. And you actually feel like you're helping your team out. So say I am able to solo every boss on day one and day two, except for like the super high ends that sometimes spawn. The one tens? Yeah. Like yeah. It, and those are too far in between that it's like I don't even really want to mention them because they don't kind of count for us. You hit it and quit them. For the beginning yeah. of mid-tier players, hit them and quit them. Send one character in to sacrifice them to the, the WB gods. Um, let it get taken out and then share it because <laughs> you still get a lot of points for that. So if I'm struggling to kill a boss at one point or one energy spent, right? What I need to remember is spend two. Yeah. Make Absolutely. sure I get a kill because on MVP, I get one of the two energy back. So I've only spent one to begin with. Yep. Absolutely. If you um, look at things from that perspective, you can start really looking at the bosses and going, okay, so I can get a boss kill for two energy, get one back. So if I spend 60 energy, I get 30 back. I've only really spent 30 energy to get all of these milestones. Yep. And if you find yourself on low on solo boss energy, um, and you can MVP the Alliance bosses, especially on the first two days, on the first two days, as long as you're the bigger folks in your alliance are not bogarting the bosses, which yo know, can happen, but um, because some alliances have minimums, they want to make sure they're at the minimums and then concentrate on the solo bosses. But you just gotta find that sweet spot of when um the bosses are being hit less. And as a beginner slash mid gamer, if you can keep hitting those bosses and getting MVP, you get solo bo- you get solo energy um out of it. Also, one thing that I did with that was I actually asked my alliance to spare me some of those bosses. Yep. Because knowing I'm going to fall off day two and day three, or I'm sorry, day three and day four, it was like, let me get as much as I can in day one and day two, so I actually feel like I'm contributing to you guys. Yeah, yeah. communicate with your alliance. Absolutely, I can know that. Absolutely. And it, it was one of those things where they were like, well, what do you mean you don't do much on day one, day three, day three, day four. And I'm like, well, on day one, I can MVP. So unless you guys need the solo energy, I, I kind of really want that because day three and day four for me is just constantly burning through 
solo energy to get as many milestones from the 150s that I can go in, die, and come back out of. And then and, share them with you guys to get the MVP and the win. Right. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I know I can't do anything with them, but they fill up milestone bars so fast for me Yep, that it's almost really not worth it for me to jump into an alliance boss on day three and day four, put up like two to three million damage, and miss all those solo bosses to improve the roster. Yep. Yep. Because in this sense, the stronger I get, the stronger the alliance gets, means on day three and day four, I can start actually contributing to that. Right. And, you know, once you hit day three and day four in raids, as a beginner and mid-tier player, you see the 110s, you see the 130s and the 150 bosses. You just send somebody to be sacrificed to the WB gods and then share it. <laughs> say R3 gear one Red Robin for me. Yeah, there you go. Yep. And you spend one energy, you send them in, they get one shot, and you share it, you move on. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think that you know pretty much wraps up as far as what I think um what we think um is the best way to go for um farming the upgrade events. Um, red alerts, um, the red alerts as far as attacking them goes and stuff like that and how to best deal with those, that stuff. Look for the teams that have the um, one affinity out of them, then, you know, just hit them as hard as you can. Um, and then, you know, farming the campaign for rings or green essence. Um, the biggest The biggest takeaway from this, I think, is Find the way to do it to get the biggest bang for the least amount of energy that you're putting into it. Um, you save on energy, you farm more resources, you level your tunes and gear them faster. Can't add anything to that. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I think I think we've kind of this to its final finality what do you think potentially you should wrap this up yeah and i do want to say something because of the time of year we're at right now sure um you know we're vastly a person christmas here I, I will speak for everyone on this one uh have a happy holidays guys thank you for everything throughout this year not only what you've done for me but what you've done for run and everyone else it's super appreciative you've guys have helped you know build somebody who went through a lot of stuff last year up and i will always be appreciative of that i just really wanted to say that so merry christmas happy holidays guys you know whatever you celebrate enjoy yourself enjoy family enjoy friends stay safe and enjoy the time off from raid because there's no raid in december right <laughs> rest up uh, january is going to be there yeah absolutely you know merry christmas happy holidays whatever you happen to celebrate um i are we doing one more before the new year, or is this the last one? Hopefully, we can get one more in. All right, we'll squeeze. Yeah, we'll try to squeeze one more in. Yeah, it'll depend on your schedule, my schedule, what comes up, because you know how life loves to throw curveballs at everybody. Right on, right on. Yeah, so we'll try to we'll try to fit one more in. I think we had one planned for going over um, the new characters and some of the rework stuff, but I know a lot of people are already covering a lot of that. Um, but if you know, but I know there's been some call for the. The mid-game level to be um, covered on that, so we might be looking to do that before the year, the year's out. Um, but I mirror Pretensis's sentiment. Um, so happy holidays! Enjoy your time with your families. 
um, self-care because 2020 has been a, a nard kick as it were. Um, <laughs> and, you know, be safe, have fun and all will be well. Mm-hmm.